Welcome to another Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon themed edition of Love and Justice. This week, we're not really covering any specific episodes, but rather engaging in discussion on one of my favorite PGSM exclusive plot points, Mamoru's fiance, Hina Kusaka. She appears periodically between episodes 19 and 26 and has her own special act epilogue, though if you haven't seen that, don't bother because it actually totally ruins the super satisfying ending to her story. Thank you so much to Cece Takato, Megan N, Gib, Krellen Grumpy Man, Dildi Otaku, Cameron, Joseph, Vanessa, and Regina for all the Twitter love. And thank you so, so, so much to Emily for your email. We're really excited to meet you at WonderCon here in LA over Easter weekend. And another Twitter shout out to David, who I apparently inspired to start playing Sailor Moon Another Story. I hope you're enjoying it. And for anyone who's interested, I still fully intend on Twitch streaming that game sometime in the near future if I can tear myself away from Fire Emblem Fates. And that's a big if. Anyone else who's playing totally feels me on this one. specifically in the medical field that I feel like women are very much dismissed like Mm -hmm. whenever they come in with some sort of problem but you know I I bring up sort of just like the mental thing too of like they're even if you go in with some sort of physical symptom they're just going to attribute it to some sort of you know mental flaw that you have like you know that you are I I don't know just like I mean it kind of dates back to the Victorians with like hysteria yeah yeah Yeah. well obviously obviously you're just riled up so let's put you in a room and 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 (laughs) tickle your vagina and see how that works (laughs) see how that works for you I think it's too much words being in your brain (laughs) your body wasn't made for thinking this is just affecting everything else next you'll want a career in that It'll make your brain melt out your ears. And then where will we be? (laughs) Oh, don't let her on that bicycle. She'll get bicycle face. She'll get bicycle Bicycle face. face. That was a real thing. (laughs) That was a real thing. They didn't want women to exercise. Do you suppose suppose that you could, uh, that uh, had that sort of Victorian sensibility carried over into the here and now that they would have said that you would have gotten motorcycle face? Probably. (laughs) Or maybe actually today it'd be hoverboard face. Oh, hoverboard board face yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in, in, in uh, 2003 when uh, pretty guardian sailor moon oh, yeah, was on tv definitely motorcycle yeah face. which which he knows <laughs> like which he would have definitely been uh in danger would she of... though because she's not driving the motorcycle but i don't know if it was like if you were just riding on a motorcycle because i feel uh... like riding on a motorcycle according to the victorians would have been like very reckless like sexually liberated it's true behavior. unless you have a chaperone between you be and you're riding with she was with her fiance <laughs> Oh, that is true. The Victorians might have excused it. Maybe that negates motorcycle <laughs> face. As long as you're spoken for. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so good. Wow. So, uh, that was a deep cut. I know. It was, Damn. It was pretty good, though. <laughs> I was, like, trying to do something with, like, Usagi being heartbroken, but then we just started talking about bicycles, and I was like, motorcycle face. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that our, our mine and Lola's sole mission 
at least at the beginning of every, mm. every episode, is to give you the most difficult thing to segue. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because we're keeping oh, you on your toes. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You're keeping it interesting for me. <laughs> you're at the top of your game. We got to keep challenging yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. To Otherwise, really improve you'll, get, your you'll get complacent. Yeah, and, and I won't. And I won't win the Segway competition in the Olympics. You know what? Like, I hear that someone from Russia has been training really tough, and this is the part where yeah, if we had because yeah. they tested out yeah. that Segway robot against uh, their skills. Yeah. And they beat the robot. Shit. Uh-huh. I feel like the robot was like based on me though. Like Russia has secretly yeah. been monitoring. Bring in Emma Bot. Yes. <laughs> the Fife Bot 3000. Bring in your challenge Fife Bot. <laughs> Much as, uh, you know, Kunzite's been monitoring the activities of uh, uh, one oh, Aino God. Minako, who uh, nice. is not actually the princess, as he has figured out. Uh, He's a clever I know, one. he really yeah. is. Yeah, it's interesting. So, so today on the podcast, we're not really talking about any episode in particular, because one of the things that's really revolutionary, I, I think in terms of storytelling, it, especially in a show that that is aimed at a younger audience. Mm. I mean, much much as we create all the sexual tension in this show and take it too far. Not far enough. Not not far enough. (laughs) Not far enough. Technically, this show is aimed at a young teenage audience. You know, the the majority of the characters are supposed to be about 14. That's true. Um, I actually think that this is aimed at a a younger audience than, like, the manga is. Because the manga is... Of all the versions of Sailor Moon, I feel the darkest. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, if you if you really look at this show, like nobody really ever stabs anybody or punches yeah, anyone. Right. It's so all, I, you're, it's you're all not like wrong. rhythmic gymnastics mm-hmm. fighting. It's just and flips near people. It's very West Side Story. Yeah. It, I mean, nobody makes contact with their, with and, their also, stri- strikes. and also just very very reminiscent of Super Sentai in general. Right. I mean that oh, that's yeah. that's where all the fighting stylistically yeah. and and all of the yoma um, if this, in this series come if from. If this show Literally. was on after school when I was like 12 years old. Right. I would have been all exactly. about this and your, show. And your parents Definitely. wouldn't have had a problem with you watching it either. Oh, not at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, but, but there is some really sophisticated storytelling in it. And one of the things that is super sophisticated about it is it doesn't do those one-off filler episodes to focus on individual characters. I mean... Yes, certain characters do come into focus in each episode, but they don't abandon every other storyline right. to tell a story about Makoto. Like, Usagi still got her shit going yeah. on. Ray still got her shit going on. Right. Minako's, like, off being a J-pop star and, like, being reckless with her own life. Well, there, it's also <laughs> really... glamour cancer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's also really nice to see a show aimed at younger people assume that we can remember who someone was yes. from four oh, episodes. Yeah. I totally we don't, agree. We don't have to have a conversation every time someone shows up where it's like, Oh, guys, look, it's Mamaru mm-hmm. and his girlfriend, Hina, who mm-hmm. you will remember was blah, 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 yeah. like every time they're on screen. Yeah. Like, people are going to know who the fuck this person is. Right. Yeah, exactly. You introduce them and you trust your audience totally. to go to with figure you. Their stuff out. Totally, yeah. yeah. So much like we took some time to talk about Dark Mercury, who was a character that we did not see in any other version of Sailor Praise Moon. Her. She's great. She's great. Uh, yeah, she's super cool. Uh, today, we are going to talk uh, about the character of Hina. Hina! Who, of course, is uh, only appears in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've said it before when we were doing sort of the main content of this podcast that as much as I absolutely detest the Rei Usagi rivalry over Mamoru in the 90s anime, I absolutely love the Hina well, storyline. Yeah, because Hina... The, the whole relationship between, this whole triangle, mm-hmm. if you will, is not a gross 
catty thing. No, 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 not at all. Actually, Hina is actually so great that I almost hate Mamoru. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, but this is the thing, Kelby, is I, I sort of agree with you, though, because I think that the series postulates him as being sort of the villain here. He's kind of shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was rewatching some of the episodes today, and just, like, she's so nice and so, like, on board with mm-hmm. him and doing his own thing and whatever. Yeah. The, the fact that he doesn't tell Usagi about her. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, he doesn't tell Hina about Usagi or vice versa. Exactly. And then, like, Usagi finds out that they're even engaged because the little boy she tutors mm-hmm. mentions it. And Mamoru's fucking face when uh-huh. he's like, uh... Oh, no. uh-oh. Gee, maybe you wanted to mention that before when you knew both your girls were going to be in the same place. Right? <laughs> like, she, and Hina's so chill that after she meets a, a girl friend of her fiancé, spoilers, yeah. um, she her response is like, oh, cool, it's one of your friends. Yeah. yeah. Let's all go get lunch. Right, she likes her. And even in the episode when um the, the Daichi, I think, is that little boy's name, right? Daichi, yeah, Daichi. the little boy. When yeah. Daichi outs them as being engaged and... Usagi gets visibly upset mm-hmm. and is like, I, hey, I gotta go. Her reaction isn't like, oh, okay. Her reaction is, oh, but I thought we were all gonna go, like, get... Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Are you like feeling Lola okay? Saying. Like, yeah. she's a nice yeah. person. No, she is. She's a super nice person. I, I think I, I think the reason that I love her is um, the same reason I love a lot of things from uh, mm-hmm. Japanese dramas and the same reason I love uh, Victorian novels. It's it's actually um, very similar. The, the structure mm. of like a turn-of-the-century Victorian novel is very similar to a, a J-drama <laughs> uh, in a lot of ways. And one of the things that is, is a part of that is that this the idea of this fiance who, mm-hmm. for those of you who haven't watched all of our episodes, uh, Hina and Mamoru grew up together. They are engaged because they've known each other their whole lives and they get along. Yeah. And there it's like family yeah. staying together and starting this new family. Mm-hmm. And um, but she's a really just nice person. Yeah. Like she is. She lets Mamoru do his own thing. She's not clingy. Mm-hmm. She's got her own shit going yeah, on. Yeah, she does. She yeah. totally does. And I, I think that's such a, it's it's a character you don't see a lot yeah. anymore. It's like if there's another woman in the scene, oh, she's her. a bitch. Yeah. I was going to say, you have I, to hate her. I was going to say, especially in something that is aimed at a younger audience, I would argue that, you know, for the most part, certainly at the time that this series was made mm-hmm. in, an Ameri- in an American show, in a Western show in general, the rival would be awful. Like, well, what is what is um uh Vanessa? I was gonna say Ariel uh, when Ursula. Oh is, yeah, Vanessa. Oh, is yeah. Like a fake Ariel. She's Vanessa. Like you expect if, if you've got an Ariel and you've got a prince, you're gonna you have a Vanessa. Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was also what the um like rom coms back in the day. Oh yeah, totally. That was like their go to. Was like you had the boy that you liked, you mm-hmm. had the girl you were rooting for to get with the boy that you liked and then there was his bitchy girlfriend that you had to dispose of you know what i want always you know what i just realized is one glaring exception to that rule from that time period from that like 90s rom-com time period is my best friend's wedding Uh, and i remember watching that movie as a kid being like but i but i like cameron diaz what am i supposed to do (laughs) and then they did uh another rom-com it wasn't with two girls it was actually two boys but you Mm. know they would do it the boys too yeah yeah uh, who, yeah. But basically, whoever the third the person the third party was, the third party yeah. was you were supposed to hate them. Right. But in Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon, mm-hmm. Patrick Dempsey, and I can never remember that other actor's name. 
I haven't seen Josh Sweet Home something. Alabama. Oh, well, <laughs> but both of the male love interests are really nice people. They're just two yeah. very different worlds. They're just she has two to figure di- out yeah. where she wants to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're both they're both decent. But those You're are the right. only yeah. two films I can think of. Yeah, where the yeah. outside party is like not an absolute piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. They're sort of exploring a, a love triangle kind of along those lines in Agent Carter right now. Um, oh, yeah. But, like, both... But but what I really like about Agent Carter is that, like, both parties are good, but they're also problematic in their own way. Because yeah. it's just... It's very... I, I just adore Agent Carter. Agent I think Carter's it's a wonderful great. show. Welcome to Agent Carter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if you, if you want to hear me talk about Agent Carter and go on a rant about why I'm so happy with Marvel right now, listen to the Agent Carter after show. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing is... So, like, Hina is definitely presented as being... This very likable, positive, mm-hmm. smart, smart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's a tutor. She's not yeah. even like I'm in fashion. Like we're not even set up to not no. like her because she's like vacuous. She's just yeah. really capable and nice. Yeah. yeah, you're like I want to hate you. I think, but mm-hmm. I, but don't. I don't. Yeah. which is why you just hate Mamaru instead. Yeah. Well, even <laughs> and even Usagi is like Usagi doesn't up. hate Hina. Yeah. yeah. As soon as she meets Hina, she's like. Oh, I do not stand a chance right. with this man. Have you seen yeah. this like perfect woman? Well, yeah. there's even that really cute Valentine's Day episode where, um, yeah, you know, she's hanging out with Hikari, which is that little girl that likes Daichi, and but Daichi seems to have a crush on Hina as well. As well, yes, and so. Oh my god. That episode's so it's cute. It's so cute. But okay. Hikari is like, oh, I will not lose to that woman. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. But I, so I love, uh, again, so the last episode of the podcast, we talked about Naru and Nephrite's yes. terribly problematic, awful relationship and her <laughs> friend's dilemma of, her friend's dilemma of being like should we tell her and you're like of course you should tell yeah. her it's a crime it's, <laughs> that is a crime it's illegal. this is illegal but what i really like in pretty guardian sailor moon is how much makoto in particular yeah. is struggling with this discovery because makoto and ami figure out that hina is actually mamaru's fiance yeah not just his girlfriend right, right. and and another thing, so I'm just going to backtrack a little bit, because um, one of the things that I really like about Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon is the fact that at this point in the series, so this is around episode 19, um, which is when we really see Hina for an extended period right. of time, Usagi has decided that she is in love with Mamoru, yeah. not, tuxedo not Tuxedo Mask. Mask. And she really wants to give him this scarf that she had to knit for a... Which, (laughs) as we've discussed on this show previously, I was very confused. I think we've talked about this before. She says, I'm going to make him a muffler. And I was like, like a car part? (laughs) (laughs) Like, she's going to, like, bring in pieces for, like, an engine? Like, for his motorcycle gets a muffler? Does a motorcycle have a muffler? And then uh, somebody... And then I thought I was crazy. And then a bunch of people... We're like, yeah, a muffler. That's another word for a scarf. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Where? But apparently I was one of the only people who was not aware of the Oh, I didn't know either, man. <laughs> Don't feel bad. I'm glad that it was it was someone else. Because I, I didn't know about... either. They, they, I just sort of assumed it must be. But because... they didn't even say knit. They said make, and I was like, like that is make true. No, that parts? is that is true. Yeah. They did not. They did not specify that they were going to knit uh, this. This. Oh, everybody! Everybody in this show knits. Constant. Everybody know. knits. Everyone knits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah. So that's the thing is that I mean, even more so than. So in Crystal and in the manga, Usagi sort of falls for Tuxedo Mask and Mamoru concurrently because she kind of figures out he is Tuxedo Mask yeah. around the same time that 
she's like decided she kind of likes Mamoru. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it obviously, you know, in the 90s anime, they hate each other right up till the very second they realize that the other is Sailor Moon slash Tuxedo Mask, respectively. Oh my God, um, he is Tuxedo Mask. Yes. <laughs> I, don't believe it. I don't believe it. He is Tuxedo Mask. Um, but. <laughs> But in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, like, she has decided that she is in love with Mamoru, mm. and she's moving on from having yeah. feelings for Tuxedo Mask. Which is pretty great. Like, she got, you know, like, she re- she goes for the more, like, realistic right. thing, and she's like, I'm gonna, this is a grown-up decision. Right. I'm like. gonna, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna chase that Clark Kent and stop looking for Superman. Yeah, 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 yeah that's a really good way of putting it, yeah. Lola. Um, but, uh, yeah, so she wants to give this scarf to Mamaru, not to tuxedo mask and this so is of she, course she right. has a lovely conversation with the one person oh my god who she can best she can best find out whether she should <laughs> and that's tuxedo, tuxedo mask, mask. who no, doesn't that, know she's talking about Mamaru? that scene was super funny but but also again sort of like lends to that whole thing of like i you sort of are mad at Mamaru because yeah. he basically admits in that scene that like he is in love with usagi because when she tells him, she's like, I've got someone I really want to give yeah. the scarf to that I made for class. He's like, oh. Like, he's yeah. totally crestfallen about it. Yeah. That he was going to get that scarf. He did. Yeah. And he, but he assumes that, he assumes it's not him, he assumes it's not himself Mamaru. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's it's, like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's, and then he like, has a thought, he's like, I wonder who that boyfriend is like i wonder who that guy is i know they get that scarf who's to better it? than me but he's like it makes he almost makes it worse because yeah. he's like you should go for it you should yeah. just give him because that guy's that probably scarf. great i'm a piece of shit but that guy's probably great that guy's probably great kiss him on the mouth give him a scarf declare your love yeah. to him this will not go wrong for this other person who is not me yeah <laughs> no that is interesting though that you bring up kelby the like or, or whichever one you said like I think you sort of both echoed it. Like, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. This other guy is probably great. Like, I'm disappointed because, like, I really like you, but also I'm engaged to somebody else. Yeah. So, like, he really is kind of a piece of shit. He's the worst <laughs> fiance ever. Yeah, yeah. And I like that that Makoto has this struggle of, like, should I tell? Yeah. Like, this this is a real dilemma of, right. like, do I tell my friend? Right. That this person who is reasonably close to their own age is engaged to someone right. else. Where there's no illegal activity no, 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 happening no. here. Yeah. This is not an abusive relationship. Right, and this person is also not an agent of the Dark Kingdom. Exactly. This is a healthy scenario of do I, do I not tell mm-hmm. my friend? And again, it kind of goes back to that whole idea that like Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon spends a lot more time focusing on the drama of these girls' actual lives. Yeah. Um, and I and I love that that Valentine's Day episode when when Usagi's bonding with uh, uh, with little Hikari. So cute with her little uh, sticky outy ears. I know. As 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 someone who had like really sticky outy ears mm. as a little girl, like when when she when uh, Usagi walks into the kitchen and sees a little girl eating breakfast, I love that her response is just to be like surprised as if it's a figment of her imagination. Right? She's like, oh, what? <laughs> but there's this serious little girl with these little sticky outy ears just solemnly eating a breakfast salad, mm-hmm. being very like pragmatic mm-hmm. about the entire like, morning. Look at this cute little rabbit. <laughs> look at this little, <laughs> little rabbit person. And I and I love that Hikari like serves so much in this episode as being like Usagi's like <laughs> 
inner voice. Yeah, her like inner, her like emotional like stronghold throughout yeah. the episode. Yeah. What is she? Did, did anyone write down exactly mm-hmm. what she says? Where uh, so Usagi is uh, supposed to like keep an eye on this this mm-hmm. little girl, and she's like, let's. Here's some tea. And the little girl's like, meh. She's like, do you want to play cards? The little girl's like, meh. And she's like, well, what do you want to do? And, and the little girl says something to the effect of like, have you ever been in love? <laughs> she, says, no, she says, have you ever had an unrequited love? Yeah. yeah. And Asagi's like, oh, what? Stings. And she's yeah. like, I love someone. I know. It's like that conversation in Love Actually. Yes. With Liam Neeson and his, yes. and his step his son. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. very similar to that where it's like you, you don't expect a little kid to come out with that. But yeah. unlike Liam Neeson, who's an adult and is like, yeah, okay. But I mean, you know, he he humors him. Yeah. Um, but like Usagi's totally there because she's only supposed to be like 14 years old. Mm. So she is immediately like super intrigued yeah. by it. And I and I love that uh you know, she kind of when she comes to the realization that Hina is yeah. the love interest, that scene where Hina's like to just, you know, illustrate how awesome Hina is. And she's like, Oh, I got these lollipops a few days ago. Here, you guys can totally have them. Yeah. Um, that uh Usagi's like, oh, it's really nice of her. She like goes to eat the lollipop and turns around, and Hikari has given hers to a younger oh, child. Yeah. She's like, no, I don't need your sympathy lollipop. <laughs> don't patronize me, yes. <laughs> rival. <laughs> yeah, and I love that. Like Hikari, like legitimately thinks of Hina as being her actual romantic rival right. for Daichi's yeah. <laughs> She's like, Usagi, we have to go buy a chocolate mm-hmm. that is guaranteed and scientifically designed to <laughs> make, make him love, us. love me and not Hina. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. But again, that's another one of those scenes where like you just see that Mamaru is so the worst. Yeah, he, he just is not handling this <laughs> like an not. adult. He's doing that thing that a lot of guys do where they do everything they can to mm-hmm. avoid an unpleasant conversation and yeah. in doing yeah. so create a much worse situation. Well, he, pull, he pulls an ostrich. He's like, I'm just not going to look at it. Yeah. If I can't see it, it can't see me. Like that's that's his entire approach. Yeah, he's like he's not deliberately going out of his way to like hurt anybody, but he's also not talking yeah, he's not to actively anybody fixing it. about anything. He's like not fixing it. He's just no, doing no, no, no. the Mamoru equivalent of like, I'm going to go mm. work in the shop for a yes, few hours yes. and just hope it goes away. Yeah, well, That's and Hina in, in that particular scene, like, Hina doesn't know Usagi. No. no. He's just like, oh, look. She doesn't introduce her. No. He, it, it's, uh, they, so she and this little girl, like, they go out to find, like, the chocolate that mm. will like earn this love. And they just like the little girl's like, look, there's that woman who's the object, who's like who's the rival. And then it's just him and Mamaru. And so it's not like there's no recognition of how mm. all these people know each other. So Hina comes out and it's just like, oh, it's the friend of the kid I tutor. And this other girl who is just with this child, yeah. have a lollipop. Well, I mean, he does, he does, I, I take that back. He does say her name, but he doesn't like really right. introduce He's her being like, like here's how I know friend. this person. Right. Yeah, like none of it's like, we're friends and we know each other. Like mm. like, uh, like the Bridget Jones thing of like, introduce someone right. and yeah. tell a fact. With thoughtful you know details. Them. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, that's Usagi. Yeah, and then he doesn't even bother to like, be like, this is my fiance Hina. This like is, he yeah. doesn't, yeah. Usagi, my friend, this is my fiance Hina. Yeah, that exchange never takes no. place. Because he doesn't want to no. do it. Yeah. No. No, because as we've established, like, he has feelings for Usagi. 
but he's too like he feels loyal a, well, a person. He yeah. feels emotionally obligated. I yeah, I agree. I mean, because it, he was raised by Hina's dad. Mm-hmm. Hina's dad is his benefactor, mm-hmm. and he's like, I owe it to this family and to this man to marry this mm-hmm. girl because that is what they wish. Yeah, that is what they are expecting, and that is right. what I should do as someone who has received so much love and yeah, support. That's from fair. Them. Yeah, and and that's you know that sen- that sentiment is not awful no i mean to be fair it is definitely a shitty situation for him to be in however he just handles it so badly yeah yeah like instead of sitting down with usagi and having a conversation of listen this is what the situation Mm -hmm. is and it might not be great but i have a duty i have a responsibility to the people who took care of me like Mm -hmm. i was theirs like that conversation never takes place. <laughs> no, it really. <laughs> and it could have solved so much. It, yeah. Well, I mean, open communication is always the best course of action. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just side note, kids, tell people how you feel. Yeah. Otherwise, they don't know how you feel. Mm-hmm. And then things get weird. And then things, and then get, things weird. get real weird. And they go, and they don't go well. Yep. And it gets so. even weirder if you have alter egos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> alter alter egos who are telling the alter ego. Though to be fair, he knows that Usagi is Sailor Moon. Yeah. Um, but also he should tell Usagi that he knows that she's Sailor Moon. That's, yeah. He's also not telling her that. He's not like, I know who you are. Honestly, it's just a really good idea. It really you guys. is. It it's really just is. A really. Good way, you know, yeah. Good it, didn't to, it didn't occur to him to be like, hey, in case in case something happens to me and the mm-hmm. secret is revealed, you should know that I know that you're who Sailor Moon. You are. Yeah. Like your secret is not 100% safe. As your ally, yes. yeah. you need to know that yeah. I know a thing. Though it seems like the the whole of the Dark Kingdom knows who they all are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they know that the girls are the Sailor Guardians. They just don't know who the princess is. Which is surprising, considering in all other versions, they don't seem to have any idea. Well, oh. specifically in the 90s anime, they have absolutely no idea. Right. And yet they look exactly the same as they do when they transform. Yeah. Except- <laughs> but in the live action version, they're two completely different versions uh-huh. of yep. themselves. Yep. Yeah, but, they know, who, yeah, they they know who they are. <laughs> they're just uh, they're just more capable in live action. Apparently. They really so. are, despite the fact that Kunzite says Nephrite is stupid. He does call him stupid. He's so, he lives to torture yeah. him. But to be mm-hmm. fair, he, he kind of has the right because he his does. scheme mm-hmm. is ten steps ahead uh, of, of I know, their well, scheme. because Nephrite, yeah. because Nephrite's specific purpose during this part of the story arc is to find the princess. And, right. and Jedi's like, whatever, I'm going to be over here con- collecting energy and effort. It's like, I'm going to find that princess. Yeah. I'm going to chase this person. And Kunzite's like, LOL. LOL. Let's not the princess. Yes. I'm going to, like, he's a, he's on, like, a, a little finger level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got three schemes going. Yeah. He he's got three schemes going at yeah. the same time. And he's just, I also really like, um, I feel like Queen Beryl is kind of like one of those girls who uh, enjoys mm-hmm. having like rude dudes around mm-hmm. because it's like she likes being challenged like just yeah. enough. Yeah. But she also likes to watch them fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like she, she's like, hey guys, you're, you're doing great. You're doing great. Kunzai, mm-hmm. what the F are you up to? And he's like, you'll figure it out eventually, dum dum. And he just walks away and there's no repercussions. <laughs> she's just like, oh, that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you. And then when like, I'll see you later. When they tell on each other, she's just like, yes. 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 Dance fight, for fight, my fight, fight. Yeah. So but he's, his schemes are like on point. So he's like, I'm, all my schemes are running pretty sm- I'm on track. Mm. I'm also going to just throw in a few digs at my buddies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally Show true. Show up to watch their plans fall apart. I feel like everyone in the Dark Kingdom has like this, this 
pool going of like who's going to send Nephrite to his little shame corner the most. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like they're keeping a tally somewhere. I know. Yeah, the, it's so interesting. The break room has like a pool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, no, it's such an interesting choice that they made with that character. I feel in Pretty Guardian, where like they made him like the crazy loyal one. Yeah. Uh, or, or the one that's, I feel like in his way, like, little Ricky is the one who's the most truly loyal because, like, he still thinks independently. Nefrite is just like, He's I will do whatever yeah. you're saying. Whatever mom says. He is a dog. Whatever is, mom says is do, what we do. Do the thing. I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to do the thing better than all of you guys. I'm going to do the best, the best, the yeah, best. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. mom will love me. I and mean, then I will get I love. mean, Queen Beryl will be pleased. Yep. <laughs> um, so I, I want to talk a little more about Makoto's dilemma. dilemma. Yes. Oh, and her amazing disguises. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I love that episode. There's that that one episode where the kids, you know, by the end of the Valentine's episode, we mm-hmm. have an, a lovely heart to heart of like, hey, you know, you can't hate mm-hmm. Hina. It's not fair. No. Well, and, and I and I loved that, you know, when that basically. So at the end of that episode, they show up and uh, with the fifty dollars chocolate. With the fifty dollars <laughs> chocolate. Oh God. Uh, yeah, they spent five thousand yen on this chocolate oh, for this God. little boy. She it's saved. Huge. Yeah, I mean, Hikari has saved up all of her New Year's it's money New Year's to buy money. this chocolate because she just loves Daichi so much. She'll do whatever. But then she gets there and sees that he's already gotten a present, presumably from Hina. Yeah. Uh, and she is crushed. Yeah. She sobs. Oh, yeah. it's so, so, so sad. And then he and then he sees her and is like, hi. I don't know. Is that, is that for me? Oh, thanks. Uh, you want to play video games? <laughs> and it works out. Very and all nice is well. Way. Yeah. But, but yeah, but we do have a nice like heart to heart of like you can't hate Hina just because you think that the boy you like likes her. That's not how you do things. Yeah, but also, you know? but also, Usagi's like you came all this way. Don't give up now. Yeah, like it's a good lesson all all around. Of yeah. like it's not you can't hate the the girl she's blame you know the other woman is blameless because she doesn't know what's going on mm-hmm. and if that yeah. but you also you know if you're here to do something then you need it because nobody knows how you feel until you tell them how you feel see how good that lesson is for everyone Usagi. yeah but um so you know the next episode the two kids because they're in love with each other mm-hmm. now they go on a double date it's and real cute. Mamaru is like Daichi's chaperone, mm-hmm. so therefore Usagi is Hikari's sa- chaperone, and they get followed by incognito Makoto. Yes. So I, I sort of want to address, like, I felt, I just, I, I, I've said it so many times that I absolutely adore um, Soai Miyu, who plays Sailor Moon in, um, in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. And, like, her acting, particularly during this story arc where she is so conflicted about Hina in regards to her feelings for Mamaru, like it's so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, because basically, like, she's feeling sad about Hina and Mamaru because she, I mean, because she's able to propel this little girl into getting what she wants. Meanwhile, Usagi knows she can't have what she wants. Right. Even though, even though Tuxedo Mask told, told her, her to go for it. Told her to 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 go for it and wait for it. Yeah. Yeah, he told her, like, stick around. <laughs> I'm sure it'll work out for you. Uh-huh. Whoever that other yeah. man is. is. Yeah. Who's um, not me. Who's totally not me. Must be someone else. Yep. Um, Stupid. Uh, yet, she's still very conflicted about it because she is so respectful of Hina. And I love that, like, the way that this episode kind of, the, the 
action sort of gets set in motion is that the little girl Hikari shows up because she was worried about his yeah. <laughs> and she's like we're gonna go it'll be a double date it'll be fun mm-hmm. you'll mm-hmm. like it you'll like well it. and Usagi's like I don't know and she's like oh uh you know Hina's boyfriend is gonna be Daichi's chaperone yeah. and you see this moment of, of Usagi being like Ah, I really shouldn't do this. Yeah. But I'm going to go. But I'm going to do it. Yep. Yep. Because she's still in love with Mamoru. Yep. Mm Ugh. Conflicting. It is. (laughs) But they they get followed around all day by incognito Makoto. Worst disguise ever, by the way. You want to, I think you should describe this disguise. Well, it's basically (laughs) her clothes. (laughs) Like her regular clothes. Uh But she has wrapped herself in a knitted scarf, Mm -hmm. which isn't really that out of place considering it's still cold out mm-hmm. uh-huh. a hat which is also not really mm-hmm. out of place considering she really wears that hat she wears that hat <laughs> and uh but the coup de gras is definitely the sunglasses that's yep. it that's it that's the full disguise she's on the same bus mm-hmm. she's in the same park she's wearing yep. clothes that she's already worn yep. throughout the show yep the and only difference is she's got sunglasses now. And sometimes she's leaning from around a tree. Yeah, like she's not being sneaky at all. There's even one part where they go to that that park that you have to pay to get into, weird, and she drops all of her change. And makes a loud and noise. And makes a super loud noise. It's like, ah, shit, my change. Yeah. Like, you're not, the worst spy and ever. Was she like, but, but, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was intentional, though. You know, like, so, like by like, time to yeah. like, distance them. Yeah. Like, don't know, I don't know. I don't know. I just felt like she just kept like leaning around things. Yeah, yeah. Like, Makoto's a being, really bad stalker. She's not good at being <laughs> I mean, I, I you guys are both really good actresses, but I'm pretty sure if you just were wearing what you're wearing now, yeah. and you just put on a hat <laughs> that I know you own, yes. and a scarf that I know you own, <laughs> and added sunglasses, I'm not gonna walk past you and be like, "Excuse me, ma'am, is this the way to the park?" Yeah, you seem like a total stranger to me. <laughs> I'll ignore you all day. Yeah, so ridiculous. It's, yeah, but I mean, when Lola and I were sort of rewatching this earlier, we're like, why doesn't Makoto just like send her a text? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, because she's not trying to catch him doing something wrong. This is no, like a she's gotcha. not. No. no, she's like, I'm gonna follow Usagi all day to tell her yeah. about. Yeah. She's Mamaru. already caught him doing something yeah. wrong. She already knows that he is engaged. Right. To somebody else. So why does she need to follow Usagi to tell her in person? I mean, I understand. Like, I feel like maybe this is my theory, and I might be mm-hmm. giving the show too much credit, mm-hmm. but I feel like she was on her way to tell Usagi, and then she got she got there when Usagi and Mamaru met up. Right. And then she was like, "Oh, okay. Right. Not a good time. Yeah. I'm gonna disguise myself and then find the good time before <laughs> this goes too far. That's my theory." <laughs> she specifically left the karaoke parlor to be like I'm gonna go tell Usagi what's what and then well, she yeah, like had well, those yeah. sunglasses this I don't know is, you know what's gonna help make this easier for everyone gotcha journalism <laughs> <laughs> well because ultimately that is like the tactic that she was gonna go for like Aha! once the kids run away to go do something else unspecified but yeah. co- they end up coming back with Hina yeah, um, the, yes, uh, uh, like Makoto is about to get in there, like in front of Mamoru, be like, Mamoru, you're engaged to somebody else. Yes. Why would you do that? It's kind of like like, Phoenix um, attorney. Yeah, what's Phoenix Wright attorney? It reminds me of that episode of Utena where um, Nanami is trying to out Anthe as being weird. Oh, yeah. She brings brings all these traps, like a snail to put in her pencil box and um, an octopus to put in her closet. 
was a um, weird episode. It was a weird episode. But but it turns out that like Anthe's one step weirder than Nanami was trying to make her out to be. But everyone's just like chill with it. Everyone's like, that's fine. Yeah. Oh, that's snails are fine. Nails, Miki's that's okay. like, that's adorable. And Nanami just can't understand why everybody likes this girl. Like, yeah. I feel like it was like that. It yeah. was like Yeah. That sort of like gotcha tactic. Or yeah. like um the girl from um Kim Possible that was always trying mm-hmm. to prove that um Ron and Kim were an item. Oh yeah. And she spends all time being like, you they're in love with each other. Or they're so Kim weird. Or, is it Candace who's the older sister from Phineas and Ferb? Who's yes, trying Candace. To yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's that whole It was like that that's the approach that Makoto had. And <laughs> I, I said to Emma, I was like, not only does she have a cell phone that she can just text this information <laughs> yeah. to Sagi, she has a magic cell phone. Right. So right. like uh, messaging costs don't even yeah, apply right we could straight up jimmy olsen this shit mm-hmm. and just like send a signal of like right. meet me here right now yeah totally i'm i'm I mean, in the park meet me at the food stand right now yeah. hey heads up he's engaged yeah yeah. Bye. yeah and i understand why makoto is hesitant because it's the same thing i think that we all go through as a friend whenever we see our friend's hurting, particularly in sort of a a situation of, you know, romance, the heart, whatever you want to call it, where like you, the only thing that you can see as a friend is that your friend is being hurt and there is nothing you can do about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And here Makoto is in this situation where Usagi is already hurting because Mamoru has a girlfriend and she basically is carrying with her the knowledge that's going to make it even worse. Right. Yeah. It's basically, there's already a wound, and she's like, oh, do I mm-hmm. want to put lemon mm-hmm. juice in it? Mm. I mean, should she tell Usagi? Absolutely. Yeah. But really, Mamoru should tell Usagi. Oh, yeah, that's his Absolutely. responsibility. Well, does she end up having... No, they mm-hmm. do, that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. She has a she has a conversation with him much later where she punches him in the face. Is like you oh, need yeah, to no, stay the Oh yeah, no, it's in the, the first it's in the first episode with Dark Mercury, yeah, which yeah. is right, which is yeah. uh, which kind of is happening concurrently in this storyline yeah. because it's about how like everyone is drifting apart. Like Usagi is so wrapped up in her feelings about Mamoru, Ray is so wrapped up in her feelings about Minako, and uh, and Makoto is trying to Take like mitigate yeah. the Mamoru situation. Yeah. And Ami's just knitting. Yeah. Yes, just just stress knitting in the stress. Stress. And I, I, I kept wanting them to cut back mm-hmm. to her after she's been alone mm-hmm. for like days. And she's just like done that thing that like some knitters do where they just like knit an over entire pieces of furniture. Have you seen those like performance oh, yeah, artists? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they just go back and she has knitted the See, entire surface of the room. It, I wanted it to be like that one webcomic where they cut mm-hmm. back and she's like knitted this this weird shape and then by the end when they keep cutting back she has knitted herself like a cocoon. Yes. <laughs> to yeah. hide in. Yeah. <laughs> like the equivalent of, yes. of Mabel's, uh, Mabel Pines' sweater, sweater town. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Yeah, like <laughs> some sort of like Ami knitting like Comfort shelter. cocoon. Yeah, yeah comfort cocoon. It's mm-hmm. just, I don't know, it's such a, it's such a uh, sophisticated storyline. I, yeah. like it's really good storytelling in a way that I don't think we see too often in, like I, like, I like how Pretty Guardian like just really deals with like some real shit. Yeah, some real emotional shit. Yeah. Well, and also like that's just just the beginning mm-hmm. of this whole thing. Yeah. Like, we haven't even gotten into the part where Hina realizes that Mamoru doesn't even love her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which is a whole other basket of what the fuck. Yeah. Because <laughs> the whole time she's she just thinks everything's great. 
because well, as far as yeah, she knows, as far as she knows, everything yeah, is great. Yeah, nothing's she's wrong. She's just lived a good life, and she's always had the, mm-hmm. the love of this good man yeah. as like her, yeah. her. Like they grew up together, and now they're gonna get married, yeah. and like everything's gonna continue yeah. as it and they're always go was study, planned to they're be. They're gonna go study abroad in London. They're gonna go to London University in, in London, London Town, town. <laughs> and start oh, na- a new adventure. And wait, what did wait? What, <sighs> did we figure out what it said? It was like University of London. No, it wasn't though. No? In the in the Dark Mercury episodes, oh, he had right. an actual pamphlet that's right. from this university. Oh man, go back and listen to the Dark Mercury is it, episode. Is it like the um uh, on Law and Order where um everybody's a student at Hudson University? Right. Yeah, it was exactly. Yeah. It was kind of like, like, like that. Up, yeah, it was totally a fictional. Totally school. a fictional. School. It's like it's like the equivalent of Hudson University. Right. Yeah. It, Whatever weird name they could figure out for Oxford. Yeah, it, it like was. It was like fake, like fake Oxford, fake and I think Oxford. it even ended in in fur. Fake, yeah. fake Oxford University. That's just what it's called. Yeah, <laughs> guys, guys, I got my papers in. I, I made it into FO. Woo! I'm going to fake Oxford. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but that scene too, like where Usagi like learns that Mamoru is engaged mm-hmm. from the kids. Yeah, because oh. they bring her over there. They're like, look, Hina's look, here. Look, we found Hina. Yay! And then Daichi like edges her closer to Mamoru to sit down, and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, the bride should sit next to the groom. <sighs> and Mamoru's just like, um. Fuck. And then Usagi's like, oh, I'm gonna go. What? Oh. Hold on. Huh? Did you call me? I can't. I gotta go. I yeah. think somebody called me from that dumpster. Gotta go. Yeah. Well, and then the thing that Usagi does, um, I don't know, That's that I, I think is just super, like, mature for someone who's 14. Right. And certainly it's what I do when I'm experiencing unpleasant emotions is, like, I just focus on work. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking as I was watching this, I was like, man... I feel like I could deal with my negative emotions much better if I had to go fight Yoma from the Dark Kingdom. Yeah. And I could do sick magical attacks. Because, like, Usagi totally kicks ass. Yeah. She as, goes and fights. Yeah. But even after that moment when she goes home, mm. before she walks in through her front door to be with her family, she oh. has a moment where she's like, and I'm going to go inside now. Yep. Time and to put on a show. And I just have to go on with my yep. life. And so she, she literally is outside the door. She goes, I'm home. Mm-hmm. And then she walks in. She goes, I'm home. Hello. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Oh, it's. I think God, she's so good. She doesn't love me. A really, she does a really good job of um, showing us the the version of Usagi Mm -hmm. that Usagi shows people when she needs like the put she puts mm-hmm. on a show yeah. yeah like i i feel like more than any other version of this character yeah absolutely. we see her be like oh all right i'm dying inside a little mm-hmm. um time to clown it up yep. until no one's watching and then i yeah. can just collapse a little yep. yeah oh. yeah i mean which continues throughout into you know the next sort of chunk of episodes that that really deal with this where usagi you know ultimately like in the course of those episodes we find out that Usagi's really the princess, right. and and it all kind of starts with she and Mamoru. Re- I mean, because basically she's trying her best to just push those feelings aside yeah, yeah. and not think about Mamoru. But well, isn't there? There's a part in one of the episodes where they see each other from across the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then she wanders into the street and almost gets hit by a car, yeah. and he rescues her. Yeah. Because she's like. Uh, like I'm just not gonna deal with this mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go my way in front of this bam, car. Bam, Fuck. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This has not gone well. well. And one of the things that you know, Tuxedo Mask Mamaru even says is, you know, I can't be with her 
So all I can do is continue to rescue her, like to show mm-hmm. up when she needs me. Right. Oh, it's so like complicated. It really is. It really is. The thing is, it's like overall, it's like I am super mad at him. Yeah. I I I, I think above all else. I'm, yeah. I'm really mad at Mamoru, which is why when Makoto punches him in the face, oh, he deserves it. I'm like super stoked on that. Yeah. I'm like, good. Somebody <laughs> needed to. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get your shit together. Like, Usagi's not gonna punch mm-hmm. him in the face, and Hina hasn't isn't gonna punch him in the face. Yeah, so someone needs to punch Hina's him. Hina's too civilized for that of shit. Of course, yeah. and then you know throughout the course of these episodes, as we see him kind of just shirking away from communicating more and more, we just sort of see him distancing himself from Hina, yeah. which she's like totally unaware of. But of course, this is also when like Zoisite starts like materializing, <laughs> astral projecting oh, yeah. himself into their apartment, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, why is there ghost music coming up? Oh, yeah. Like, because I remember when we first started, like, watching this, we I, I thought that it was going to be like, oh, he's the only one who can hear this. Yeah. And, and he's going to be like, do you hear that? And she's going to be like, no, what? But she's like, where's did the you piano leave? coming from? She's like, did you leave a CD on? What's, what is mm. that? Where's the piano <laughs> coming from? Yep. And he's like, why don't you hang out? For a minute. Yeah. I'm going to go check. And then Mamoru just mysteriously ends up at the planetarium. Yeah. And watches a laser light show. Yeah. Um, I know. Memories. I know. I was really hoping it was going to be like a trip down memory lane. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be a PowerPoint about the memory. Remember? I legitimately thought it was going to be a yeah, PowerPoint. Yeah, about the history yeah. of, the, of the Silver, of the millennium. silver millennium. That would be awesome. <laughs> Complete with like those like slide sounds. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> And on the, the next one, we should we should uh, we should do that as a panel. <laughs> uh, the, a history of, of the silver. Yes, as, as told by White Ranger Liberace. <laughs> and it's just his piano. It's like, and then the last the last slide is just music by mm, yeah. himself, mm-hmm. organized by himself, himself. edited yeah. by himself yeah. from himself productions. Yes. <laughs> yep. But the thing is, okay, the one thing that I like, okay. Obviously, Mamoru and Usagi are going to work everything out because, as we know, being Sailor Moon fans, like, they are destined to be together. But the one thing that I sort of don't like is that, like, the way that everything ends up working out okay is that Mamoru and Usagi start getting some of their memories of the past back. Yeah. It's kind of like, and I hate to bring up this analogy because this is a garbage show, but it's kind of like in Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Where, uh, where like, future Snow and or, or Storybook Snow and Storybook Prince are, like, kind of falling in love with each other, but he has amnesia, and then his wife shows up. Oh, yeah. Oh, that wife. You that know? Wife. Yeah. And at first I thought she was going to be, mm-hmm. like, some sort of, like, fake wife. And right. And she, and she was evil. But then it turned out she was actually okay, and she loved yeah. him and wanted to be his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the same deal with Hina, where it's like, honestly, the the only reason that Hina yeah. loses out is because... She leaves. She takes herself out of the running. She does. <laughs> like Martha Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She Martha Jones is it. She does. And is like, I'm out of here. This is not This is gonna I'm work. gonna I'm gonna make the right choice because yeah. you don't have the balls to. It's exactly... That's her nice way of... She says yeah. a, uh, yeah. has a nice way of basically saying, you're too much of a pussy to handle mm-hmm. this, so I'm just going to leave. Yeah. yeah. Well, because, I mean, Mamoru gets to a point here where, like, he almost decides to, like, be honest with Hina, but then, like, Hina gets, like, hurt during a Yoma attack. Yeah, there's her that, energy gets sucked Yeah, her out. energy gets sucked out, and there's that scene where he, like, carries her, and, and she's, like, in a very vulnerable place 
And so she basically is, you know, sort of spilling her guts, being like, oh, you know, I just want to be with you and, you know, yeah. I want to be special to you. And he's like, you are special to right. me. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, he's like, until you tell me to, to go, uh, I'm not leaving. Which is not, I mean... Uh, it's so frustrating because that is not mm-hmm. what you want to hear from the person you're in love with. You know? You yeah! Wanna, you want to hear, I love you too. I'm not, not going anywhere because I want to be here. Because yeah. I want to be with you, but that's not what he that's says. That's not what he says. It's basically, uh, I have an emotional obligation and therefore I will see this through is the sum of, yeah. of what he says. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, ultimately, like, I like that Hina... Yeah. Makes the choice. Because she's she knows that it's better for her yeah. to get out of it. That, that she I mean, the thing is she's super sensible and she's like, Do do I wanna be with him? Yeah, mm-hmm. but only if he wants to be with me. And I we will both be unhappy mm-hmm. if this continues. Right. So yeah. I'm gonna be the one to rip this band aid off. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I I'm smart and I deserve better. Yeah. yeah. It, no, she's She's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she also is like, and dad will still be your mm-hmm. benefactor. Yeah. Like, she doesn't, she yeah, doesn't take the, it, she doesn't make it malicious no, at all. She She's doesn't. like, I'm out. You can do what you and want. And I'll, t- I'll tell dad, like, this is my thing. Yeah. Like, I'm, I called mm-hmm. it off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dad will still support you and you can still go to London if you want to. I'm going to stay here. Yeah. Because I don't want to be anywhere you are right now. But. <laughs> I know. <laughs> dad will still be your benefactor. Later. Yeah. I, I wonder, I, I mean, I'm, I love that ending of Hina's storyline that like she is the one that makes the mm-hmm. choice that she goes this even though it's gonna hurt me right now he's not in love with me right so it's better just to hurt now mm-hmm. instead of like living this living this lie, lie. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like I don't want him if he doesn't really love me mm-hmm. um which is again like super 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 heavy complex emotions yeah. that we don't see a lot in in uh in fictional tales aimed at young girls. Yeah. Um but I uh, they even edited it out of mm. um Cardcaptor Sakura. I oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> the idea of arranged marriages. Yeah. Yeah, with uh with Sharon and blew uh, and my mind when yeah. I found that out. <laughs> I was reading I was reading something online. I was looking up details cuz I was I was watching card captors yeah. and I was like looking it up and I was like they're engaged and I was like the what now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, they're engaged and her brother and his best friend are in a homosexual relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and her girl the girl Oh, and Tomoyo's in love yeah, with her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. No, in love guys, with she's just room. making a documentary. Mm-hmm. She really wants to make mm-hmm. a documentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's really? super into watching you change in outfits mm-hmm. for the documentary. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, but oh, I, but you guys, card captors is, is a mess. There is part of me. So I think that that, once again, it's like this, you know, show kind of takes advantage, I think, of the fact that it is a Super Sentai show mm-hmm. to tell these complicated storylines that might not go over as well if there wasn't like the distraction of the Sentai stuff. If you didn't have you know like I mean? airplane monsters running around yeah, in the woods yeah, yeah. in the background of your dramatic yeah. uh, confrontation scene. Yeah, and it's like, and I sort of wonder like if this were not 
Sailor Guys, Moon. There's an airplane monster. There's, yeah, there literally sure is. Yeah. And a cactus monster. And a cactus monster. It's basically and like a weird corn husk that fences. And a, and yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This in the background of this very dramatic scene. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Meanwhile, Usagi is uh, is battling a, a whole bunch of Yoma. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I I sort of wonder, you know, would this storyline have ended the same way in just a straight J drama? Me, you know what I mean? Like, would it have gone further? Would, oh, would If we took out, like, all the Sailor Moon? If we took out all the Sailor Moon stuff, if we took out this, like, great destined love between Usagi and Mamoru, like, just make these characters who are not Sailor Moon characters who are not destined to be together. Okay. So this is an AU. Yeah, like, would... This is a straight up... This is a straight up, like, yeah. like J-drama AU. Like, would this storyline... Like, would Hina have gone to London with Mamoru? And, like, would they have ultimately ended up together mm. and Usagi just suffered in silence i don't think so i don't know i don't know i feel like because i because I, mm, I feel like even if mamaru didn't with the whole like past lives thing coming mm-hmm. to light i feel like hina still would have been smart enough as a character to be like this is not i hope so but i feel like when mamaru really started to like distance himself from her was when that whole past lives thing came into account I think I think I'm gonna go with mm-hmm. Kelby on this one. I feel mm-hmm. like I I think it still would have ended, and I still think Hina would have been. I think it would have gotten a lot closer. Yeah, yeah. it would have gotten to like the day of the wedding. Yes, yeah. and you know then what? I, I totally Hina agree with you. Would yeah. like turn to like the fake priest and been like, I can't do this. Yeah. And the prop yeah. actor priest in the fake church <laughs> the, would the be prop like Caucasian. Yeah, the prop <laughs> Caucasian priest yeah. at their very Western wedding. At their Western. Well, they would style be getting married. In, they'd be getting married in London. Obvi. Obvi. Yeah. A wink. <laughs> uh, at um, Oxford Town Fake University. <laughs> yeah, there's a chapel there for some reason. Yes, mm. uh, I feel like it would have gotten a, like a one step further, but I mm. I feel like they it still would have ended, but it it still would have been Hina. Yeah, he yeah. would have called it off. But I, maybe like Usagi would have like have declared her love. Like something would have yeah, happened. Something would have happened, and she'd yeah. be like, mm, nah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. But the, but the thing that like I don't know that kind of bothers. That I simultaneously like and that also bothers me about it is the fact that, like, Hina is the one who had to end this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Mamoru was never going to end it on Which his own. Which is also no. another reason why I get so yeah. mad at him. And at the end of that that uh, that episode when they're in the airport and she's all like, mm-hmm. so this is what's going to happen. I'm, right. I'm not going with right. you. We're done. And she just leaves, mm-hmm. and she's upset still. But yeah, um, you know, but you know, you feel okay for her because she made the right choice for herself. Mamoru just like has this look on his face that he's relieved that it all worked out, and it makes me I so know. mad. He, he didn't made, do anything. He made zero and, effort. And Motoki comes and is like, "Oh, buddy, hey, oh, man." God. And he's and Mamoru like continues to be like, yeah. "No, everything's fine." Right? Because doesn't Mamoru like not show up for their karaoke engagement going away party? No, they don't have one. Uh, she goes there to schedule. Oh, right, right, right. One and uh, and Motoki's like, "Hey, Hina is here, and she looks upset, and you right. should come talk to her." Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then that's when she goes out and gets her energy drained, yeah. and he's like, "I'll be by your side until you tell me to yeah. go away." And then that's, that's when she's like, "All right, this yep. isn't working." Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like I. <laughs> Like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, dude, Mamoru kind of gets off scot-free. And, and it on, makes me upset. And on top of that, like, like Makoto is such a romantic yeah. that, like, the end of this storyline for her is her being like, Usagi, if you don't go say goodbye to him at the airport, you're going to regret it. Yeah. Man! Yeah. 
They're like fighting a yoma. They're in the middle of fighting a yoma, and she's like, "Get over there!" Yeah, and yeah. And Usagi's like, and and but Usagi is like, "No, I'm gonna do my job." Yeah. Shit, son. So good. It just reminds me of that scene in Juno when her when she comes home and her dad's like, "How how are you? Mm-hmm. What are you doing?" She's like handling things that are way above my emotional level. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate. Way above my emotional level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, lo- uh, we see a lot of maturity on the part of Usagi yeah. uh, in this in, in ways that she certainly uh, never really exhibits in the 90s anime. <laughs> uh, and, and doesn't necessarily get a chance to in the manga and in Crystal. Mm-hmm. I would be curious to see how this Usagi would have reacted to Chibiusa. <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. You know? Yep. Uh, so just one last little uh, bit of hina oh, to talk man. about. Uh, so basically, after the series was over, they made, uh, of course, the special act, the, the two-parter, which is the married. wedding episode. Right. But they also made these little act zero shorts. So one of them is like the origin of Tuxedo Mask. The other one is about Sailor V. Uh, and then there is also one about Hina. And you're like, man, this is going to be great. Oh, I've never seen this. This is going to give so, like, literally you can read the Wikipedia article and it will take you longer than watching this oh, short. Oh, wow. Okay. And the short was really dumb. Like, they, I almost feel like this was a letdown. Like, I I imagined Hina, like, going off to become, like, some great world leader or yeah. something. I think she, I would, if anything, mm-hmm. I would have it be, like, a, like a, the end of Stand By Me, mm-hmm. where she's, like, writing a book, and she's like, and that yeah. was the end of this amazing thing. Yeah. And then, like, close the book and be like, nope. yes, I am a world-famous author. Yep. Nope. <laughs> and then, like, cut back to her being very successful, like, I made the right choice. Yeah. Yeah, and it made me, so basically, the, the plot of it is that Hina has become a J-drama star. Oh, okay. Like, so she's an actress. She showed so much mm-hmm. interest in that. Yeah. Right. When she was a tutor. When she was a tutor, obviously. <laughs> she really wanted to be a, a tutor. A tutor planning her, her, her wedding. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, to, and, and also studying abroad in London. Right. J, totally, J-drama totally star. Totally wanted to be a J-drama star. Okay. Um, yeah, so she's starring in this J-drama called, like, Phantom Thief Tuxedo Night. What? Yep. No. Yep. And on top of that, she's in love with the actor who plays Tuxedo Knight, who's clearly Mamoru, but not Mamoru. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's, He is the actor who plays it's Mamoru, but he's not supposed they didn't to be. Even, they didn't even just cast someone else. Wait, they cast the same actor? <laughs> yeah, it's the same, same actor. Guy. That's not like, good. Like, they just had him that day, mm-hmm. and we're like, let's just, uh, let's just knock this out. Yep. Yep. So she's... That's that whole... Okay. A lot of people are gonna ride me on this, mm-hmm. but that that is what bothered me about fucking Ten Two, with with Rose in Doctor Who. Oh, oh, okay. Where she falls for the clone of of David Tennant. Mm-hmm. That sounds like this. That that bothers me. I I heard Ten Two, and I immediately thought you were talking about Final Fantasy, so I kind of checked out. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 not Final Fantasy. No, so you know how in no, in, I know, ex- I know Doctor exactly Who, what you're talking Rose about. When Rose gets with the clone mm-hmm. of of the Tenth Doctor, mm-hmm. yeah, like that that sounds like that same thing, and that bothers me. Like they're trying to wrap it up by she yeah. like got a tuxedo mask of her own. Yeah, I sort of, of I sort of I agree like with that. you. It's like I I um. I, maybe I'm a horrible person and and I and I I like Rose a lot. I love Rose, but I was like cool with her sad ending and I was cool with her coming back and like contributing to the fight, saving the world yeah. and like like Rose was awesome. She became a total badass. Um and I agree with you like I I was a little troubled by that That's ending. T- like she didn't not 
not everything needs a happy ending. No. Not in the traditional sense of the word, no, you know? But also, just like, she had all these emotions mm-hmm. for David Tennant Doctor. Mm-hmm. But, and then somehow his clone is good enough. Yeah. So, like, Hina had all of these feelings for mm-hmm. Mamoru, and then she made a decision to, like, you know, get out of there because mm-hmm. it wasn't healthy, and yeah. she's just going to end up with Mamoru 2.0? This is what they should have done. This mm-hmm. is exactly what they should have done. If they were going to make this dumb little J-drama where they just happen to be making a show where the lead is a Tuxedo Mask character played mm-hmm. by a guy who looks just like Tuxedo Mask, you set it up so she's like, oh, my life is different now. I'm on this show, and I'm in love. And then you have the director who looks like n- look completely different. Right. Or the writer right. of the show is like, Hey, and cut. All right, cool. So we still on for dinner? And she'll yeah. be like, yeah, let's yeah. go. And then like I turn agree. to the fake mom and be like, you know, good night, whatever his right. name is. Night, Frank. And he'll just be like, right. yep. And then she like <laughs> leaves. You know, but like, just, like he's no, just so some true. guy. Yeah. And have her be with someone who looks different and is like the writer or the director or like comes up and is like, is a doctor. And he's like, I just got off my shift. How was your shoot? Yeah. It's yeah. great. And then like have her... Like, show her with somebody else and have it be a misdirect. Yeah. Where you think, oh, no, she's not over tuxedo mask. Oh, she is over See, that's, tuxedo that's mask. Yeah, yeah that would, would be like so much better. better. That's what they should have done. But they That's didn't. a good ending, Lola. I like I that a lot. I'm a good writer. So much <laughs> <laughs> so should hire you to, like, write stuff for Oh, them. my God, <laughs> you guys. I should write a book and, like, work for somewhere that, like, pays me to write work. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great idea. Yeah. So, yeah, other than that, like, I love Hino's storyline, but just that little, like, tag was <laughs> yeah. super disappointing. Now I'm just picturing that actor being named Frank. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think it'd be funny if she got with, like, the craft services guy. Oh. <laughs> He's like, no, I, I got some more with... of those Cheez-Its for you. Yeah, I no, want to be with like the director or something. Chef or something. Okay, okay. Oh, that'd be good. Like, yeah. I want Hina to be with someone accomplished because I believe that she has the ability yeah. to be well, a very like, accomplished young lady. He's services for this shoot, but then he's like, oh, hey, if we go right now, we can check out how the restaurant's going. Like, he's going to open his own restaurant or something. <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't know. I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, any uh, other. I just get uncomfortable with, like, an actor sleeping with the director plot point. Because uh, um, <laughs> then that could be misconstrued as something very different. Okay, that, that I will give you. That's totally so, all right, fair. So let's just say it's like the, it's cute, the lighting the, yeah, guy. Yeah, I was going to say the cute grip. It's the cute, yeah, it's the cute lighting guy. <laughs> uh, any other uh, things you guys want to touch on before we uh, wrap this up? Any um, final thoughts? Women don't have to be rivals. And it's, no. it's really difficult when you have so much, especially as a, you know, a young girl, mm-hmm. when you have so much media thrown at you that says that you can't have strong relationships with girls that you mm-hmm. always have to be in competition because i know as a young kid that that affected me mm-hmm. and i was in a situation where yeah. i um was being pitted against another girl and yeah. and, and i should have and instead of like participating in the girl hate and being right, mad at the girl right. i should have been mad at the, the douchey boyfriend that i had at the time who was pitting us against each other yeah but it was the it was all that media that yeah. you get fed over the years of like girls well, can't be friends girls I, have to be in competition and i did like the one little moment where usagi and um little hikari are like bonding over the fact yeah. that they're both in love with people who are in love with hina and they are having that cute little moment yeah. of like, you're so much smarter and prettier than Haruzagi. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But like, they don't mean it. But like, it's okay to tell yourself that without yeah. meaning it and without legitimately disliking yeah. your romantic rival. Because right. really, the person you should be mad at is the guy, as, yeah. as you say, Kelby. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, for me, it's like, I remember kind of, I feel like my first real exposure to a storyline like this um, 
that that really like struck a chord with me was uh, Final Fantasy VII, where like you kind of get oh, the impression that both, that both Aerith and Tifa are yeah. in love with Cloud, and but they're friends. Like yeah. they become friends with each other, even though like. You know, Aerith and Tifa didn't know each other ahead of time. And when Aerith gets introduced, it's like Tifa already has these feelings for Cloud. And she shows up and is like, oh, man, I think Cloud is in love with this other girl. But she doesn't hate her. And I I remember it bothered me so, so much when I would read fan fiction and they would pit them against each other. I'm like, that's not that's not the relationship they have. These are two women who are friends with each other, which is why even I as a kid was conflicted of like, I don't know which one you should be with. (laughs) Spoilers, it gets solved real easily. Uh, yeah, and tragically. There's a, there's a slight case of death. <laughs> yeah. That kind of... Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I, but I appreciate this kind of storyline so much. Yeah, and I, and because I wish... it's, it's a nice uh, counter move mm-hmm. to all the, like, toxic mm-hmm. media. The other show that does this really well is The 100. Yes. Um, there's the a hundred couple of times... Real well. There's a couple of times where they could very easily set up plots that are mm-hmm. pitting people against each other, but... They they don't. Yeah. And every time you're like, you brace yourself yeah. for that to be what this story is. And then it goes somewhere else entirely. And you're like, oh, oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Even yes. the incident where you find out like one of the characters who is involved with a dude, that dude's girlfriend comes in. Even and you're then. And you're ready for it to be this big cat fight. It doesn't happen. Yeah. It does, no, because those two girls are like sensible, like chill real yeah, people yeah. yeah and uh and and they're like there's too much going on and the, and they don't they don't have time mm-hmm. for that shit yeah. that's mm-hmm. not how they roll and and it's just so refreshing refreshing it um, is it is and this should be this is how it should be all this the should time. be the standard not the standout yeah this should have yeah. be, it should be all the time um, yeah there's also uh there was a really great uh article i read recently about how it's really important that we stop overly congratulating women for getting married at mm-hmm. the expense of like everything else yes. yes that was really good and i think that um when you stop writing stories where women compete against each other for men you're also kind of like in a way kicking that in the ass too. yeah mm-hmm. i agree because this i mean this storyline is not about women competing with each other over a man. It is about a real love triangle where everybody has, everyone is invested yeah. in everybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's not a, a villain. No, there's no villain here. The yeah. closest thing there is to villain is Mamoru. Yeah. 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 But you can kind of see Mamoru's point of view. No, you can't. I mean, that's the thing is I'm not totally unfeeling no, for Mamoru. No, I understand but like, where he's coming from. I'm pretty mad at him. But I am. I am. I'm pretty mad at him. Because just, because just, I like Hina slightly more than I like Mamoru. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. if, if you knew everyone involved, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, that's too bad, Mamoru. You guys broke up. And then he'd leave and we'd be like, so you guys want to call up Hina and like, see if she wants to go get drinks sometime? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> exactly. we're keeping her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just it's a yeah. really it's just such a great plot line to see in a in a show that's that's aimed at women. Yeah. Unlike the nineties mm-hmm. anime where it was, you know, cat central and they oh would just God, tear into each other. It was horrible. Who who okayed that? Oh, wait. The male <laughs> writing staff. Yeah. Uh yeah. I I wanna go to that park. I know, I know that part. You have to pay to get in, though. But, but I think you get us. all the equipment. Like once you get, like you don't uh, have to pay any extra money to do like Kelby, the zipline swing. Oh, there was okay. a zipline swing. There was. A, you're right. I'm that's sorry. amazing. All right. Yeah. If, all right. If that's included in the entry fee, then that's worth it. Yep. 
I love zip lines. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, yeah. So if uh, nobody has any other uh, final thoughts. Uh, uh, don't spend $50 on chocolate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please don't do that. Unless it's a lot of chocolate and it's mm. all for you. Right. right. Though it worked for Hikari. Yeah. yeah. But, she, uh, is, uh, she is the exception, not the rule. Also, Usagi is the exception. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there, guys. Yeah. If a guy is like kind of a jerk to you yeah. and doesn't and tell you about his other lady and then is like run. and then is like wait around like it might work out between us yeah, it's not gonna work no, out between us go unless go. you are the reincarnation <laughs> of, of the moon princess, the moon princess. And, and it's like the, yeah, and it, he's the reincarnation of an Earth prince, and it's like written in the fucking stars. Don't <laughs> don't do it. Don't it's do not it. It's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, uh, that is going to conclude this episode. I uh, mean, that's good advice. Yeah, that's really good advice. That's a really good place for us to end this episode. Uh, yes, end of the episode of Love and Justice, a super serious Sailor Moon podcast. It's not really serious at all. Uh, Lolo, where can people find you on the internet if they want to keep up with all your goings on well uh, you can find me on twitter tumblr instagram at unwinona u-n-w-i-n-o-n-a and that's where all of my latest ramblings are <laughs> uh lately i've been watching a lot of uh lucy worsley documentaries about history <laughs> so there's gonna be a lot of weird fun facts about um uh, the history of like murder mysteries because that's what i'm watching right now so enjoy that <laughs> kelby Oh, you can find me on Tumblr, um, fem- Femininity, just one word. That's also my Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Real Femininity. Uh, I don't have anything cool going on at the moment. Uh, Labyrinth tickets have gone on sale, though. Yeah. So if you are in the L.A. area and you like Masquerade Balls and Jim Henson's Labyrinth, um, the early bird tickets are on sale, and that's the cheapest they will be. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go to that, you should get those tickets now. I build a lot of stuff for them every year. I'm on their makeup crew, and uh, I play a character on stage now, and I'm very, very handsome. She is. I'm very, very handsome. handsome indeed. Uh, and I am Emma Fife. You can find me everywhere, all over the internet, everywhere Emma Fife's are sold at Emma Fife. I'm on a bunch of shows at AfterBuzzTV.com, uh, Agent Carter, Star Wars Rebels, uh, freaking, I don't know. Uh, so follow me on Twitter, guys. I tweet about all the things freaking. I'm on. It's a show. She just yeah. dance. It's dance moves. <laughs> yeah, it's just me. Just <laughs> Sweet dance moves. Dancing, yeah. dancing it out. It's like the white um, version of Soul Train. Yay! Hey, guys. Uh, Sailor Moon Crystal's coming back real soon. Yay! March 6th. So I'll be back on uh, the Sailor Moon Crystal After Show at After Buzz. And of course, we will start covering those yes. episodes as well, comparing them to, their, been to their, their manga acts and their 90s episodes. And I'm so excited Sailor uh, is to, to, get, to get back into the plot uh, and also to, to get some sweet, sweet uh, Outer Senshi action. Oh, it's going to be uh, great. Yes. But more important than any of us individually, you should follow us collectively on this podcast on Twitter at LNJPod, letter L as in love, letter N as in Nancy, letter J, Justice pod first part of podcast uh, you can also email us at loveandjusticepod at gmail.com or leave us lovely long comments on our uh, Facebook page which is uh, Love and Justice a serious Sailor Moon podcast uh, mm-hmm. yeah and we love to hear from you guys you're all awesome yeah also be sure to if you're a, if you're an Apple person and you use the iTunes to uh, subscribe to us in the iTunes store and uh, leave us reviews because it helps make us look super legit and get totally awesome guest stars and things like yep. we've had. And it makes us feel fancy. It does. Woo. It makes us feel super fancy. And it, I think right now we're the number two Sailor Moon podcast on iTunes. But under your, what? What are we under? Some some old defunct Sailor Moon podcast well, from many, many years them. ago. Well, let's usurp them and take the number one spot. Well, we're, we're, we're 
working on it. We're working <laughs> on it. Let's queen barrel this. Exactly. Let's <laughs> crush it. This shit. Let's crush them. <laughs> so be our sheet to know and write us reviews and give us stars. Yes, I'm actually I'm actually going. I are you going to go check in, it right now? Uh, iTunes right now and see if we are still number two because I think that- we've watched you something <laughs> dropped like number five. We're like, what? I mean, I mean, this never what? happened. In transmission. In transmission. In transmission. <laughs> Okay. In real time, ladies and gentlemen, is Emma Five is typing on her computer. I am. Yeah, she <laughs> is, has a pensive look upon her face. She uh, is looking uh, at iTunes. She's I looking am. at iTunes. Yep. Very Done. fetching in her Attack on Titan sweatshirt. And yes, it is. It's her very nice. New it's from purpley, Hot Her purple glasses. Okay, her purple glasses okay, are okay, rocking. Okay, okay, we gotta go to the podcast section. Oh, she is. There it is. She is now. She is now going okay. to the podcast section, typing nimbly with her fingers. <laughs> okay. I don't know what else she'd be typing with. <laughs> Yeah, we're still number two. What the <laughs> Damn it! Who's number one? I want names. Sailor talk. Let's see. Who are you? When was the last time you produced something? Who the last f- time they posted an episode was 2008. Who the fuck are you? We have way you? more reviews than them. Ashley Cassidorian was supposed to bring snacks. And <laughs> we're better rated. What the hell? <laughs> iTunes. Maybe they paid somebody. They must have. Guys, <laughs> Sailor Talk, Big. I'm sure you were lovely people, but you haven't made content since 2008. So yeah. why don't you Guys, just give us your throne? Yes. Help us crush them. And depose them from their throne, please. Exactly. So I'm not a supervillain. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm totally a supervillain. <laughs> so yes, keep it. And uh, so thank you though for getting us to number two. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, but do keep uh, make sure making sure that you are listening and subscribing and rating yeah. and all that good stuff. We love you guys so much. Seriously, like I. I'm involved in a lot of different fandoms, um, and I have to say that specifically our fans surrounding this podcast are just the beyond best. amazing. They we really, love you. We really, yeah. really we love like you. you. You guys, you make us smile, and yeah. sometimes I'll be having like a rough day, and I'll see that we got an email from one of you, and it t- and it totally, totally makes my day, <laughs> or that someone has made eight bit fan art of us. Oh yeah. my god. Is- yeah, guys, when you, when you make art for us, we lose, we mm-hmm. lose, our, minds. lose our damn minds. Yeah. We yeah. put like so much pep in our step. It really does. It really does. So yeah. thank you guys again, as Thanks always, for, for being so wonderful. And uh, we will be back at you, talking at you again sometime very, very soon. Bye. 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 Bye us chocolate.